Hey y'all, this is Bree, and I'm back again with episode 10. So today's episode um, is going to be entitled Vengeance is Mine. I know of, of you um, probably familiar with that, um, with that phrase. It actually comes from Romans chapter 12, verse 19, and it's the King James Version, and it reads, um, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, said the Lord. So that's what I'm going to be entitling um, this episode today. But referencing, um, I'm going to be referencing um, 1 Samuel chapter 25. And I'm going to try to um, go ahead and just give you all a summary of that story. um, So you can better understand um, what I'm going to be um, speaking about on today. So in that story, we're going to be talking about um, Nabal and his wife Abigail. So in the um in this story, um Nabal, he he's referred to as being crude and mean, and his wife Abigail is referred to in the Bible as being sweet and and sensible. So although um Nabal is referred to as being, you know, this ill-tempered type of man, he is also being referred to as wealthy uh, th- this guy actually owned, you know, some property in this town called Carmel, Carmel. And he also owned, um, 3000 sheep and roughly around 1000 goats. So, um, in this story, um, this, the servant David, he found out that it was sheep shearing time, um, for Nabal. And for those of you who don't know what sheep shearing is, it's a time where you can, um, where the fleece of the sheep is being cut off. So back in those days, it was also referred to as being a celebration when you're allowed to, you know, do that. So when Nabal, not Nabal, I'm sorry, King David found out that it was sheep shearing time, he sent some of his messengers, roughly around 10 young men, to relay a message to Nabal for him. And so the, the message just simply stated, um, it began by saying, peace and prosperity to you, your family, and everything you own. The message also went on to say, um, that because we tended to your shepherds who stayed among us near Carmel, we never harmed them and nothing was ever stolen from them. And since this is a time of celebration, can you please share any provisions you may have on hand with us? So basically, King, no, he wasn't a king at the time. He was a servant. So servant David basically was relaying the message that, hey, we attended to your your shepherds. We make sure that they were protected. If you have something to spare us, would you mind doing so? And because Nabal was, like I said, this ill-tempered type of man, his response was very rude and very arrogant. And it it was really uncalled for. And so by him responding in that manner, the two young men went back to, to David, the servant David, and relayed that message to David. And David, he reacted. He was upset. 
And so he told the young men to gather up their swords because he was going to go out the navel and possibly kill him. That was his goal to go out there and, and kill everyone in Nabal's household. Because, you know, like I said, the message that was brought back to him and being that, like I said, he protected, you know, his shepherds for him. The least he could have done was, like I said, you know, share some of his provisions with the servant David, which is fair, you know, because because David, he, he didn't have to do that. So I, I feel like that was a that would have been a, a fair exchange. So. Um, his wife, Abigail, found out that David, you know, was plotting to kill her husband. And so at that moment, Abigail, she gathered up as much as she could to take to David and, and his, his young men, his messengers. So Abigail, she loaded up this donkey with about 200 loaves of bread. She had two um, wine skins full of wine. She had five sheep. She gathered all of this, you know, and, and started to carry those items to David on her journey towards, you know, where, where David, um, resided. She met David, you know, on that journey. And she basically interceded for, for her husband and, and she prayed and she, and she, you know, reasoned with, with, with David and she just basically told them that they are trying to fight the Lord's battle and, and that wasn't right. And so after she in, interceded on behalf of her husband, you know, David's reply was praise the Lord, the Lord, the God of Israel who has sent you to meet me on today. And she, he also replied and said, thank, thank God for your good sense and for, and bless you for keeping me from murdering and carrying out, carrying out vengeance with my own hand. So Abigail basically saved her husband, you know? And so once all of that was squared away, Abigail decided to return home. And when she returned home, her husband, Nabal was celebrating. You know, he was drunk. He was celebrating. And so by him being, you know, not in a sober state, she decided to wait before she relayed that information about what she had done. So she waited, excuse me, until that very next morning when he was sober to relay the message. And when she relayed that message to her husband, Nabal, in that moment, Nabal had a stroke. And he was down for approximately 10 days um, following that. And after 10 days, Nabal passed away. God had, God had struck him. And so he died. And so once King um, David, servant David, found out that God had, you know, taken vengeance upon Nabal for what he had done, you know, servant David was excited. You know, and he basically said, praise the Lord who have advanced an insult that I have received from Nabal and have kept me from doing it myself. And so later on in that story, it, it, it talked about how um, David um, sent his messengers out, you know, in hopes to uh, marry 
Abigail, and which he did um later on in that story he um you know made Abigail his wife but the the focus and the attention that I want you all to focus on is the fact that the wife that he had. So you have to be careful when when this, uh, picking your spouse. You actually have to let the Lord, you know, do that. Because had not, he, he had a wife like that, you know, he could have been, that whole household would have been, been gone at the blink of an eye. So first, you know, he had a strong wife, you know, and a praying wife that, that decided to intercede on his behalf. Although she agreed that his response and, you know, the type of man that he was, you know, she agreed, you know, with those young men that, you know, that was the type of husband that she had. But although she agreed with them on behalf of her husband, she still decided to pray and, you know, allow the man to reconsider, you know, seeking vengeance upon her husband. The second thing, like I said, that stood out in that whole entire story, the fact that those men decided to allow the Lord to take vengeance on Nabal and versus putting, um, versus, you know, putting out those, those things into their own hands. And so how many of us, you know, can truly, you know, be that type of Christian to allow God to take vengeance on, on situation, you know, as a Christian, we're we're prone to being persecuted. You know, it talks about that in the Bible that, you know, we're actually more prone probably than any other, you know, race or, or religion, you know. And so it does get hard, you know, sometimes I know for me, you know, we and, and we get in the habit and we want to, you know, take matters into our own hand. But we even no matter how hard it gets out here for us and being, you know, on this journey, we still have to take things and, 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 and we have to pray and we have to give these things to God. And I know for me, when I first moved to Georgia, you know, I had this this girl that I thought were, were my friend who who did me bad. Like she put me out of her house. And like I said, I shared um, a little bit about that in one of my previous episodes. But, you know, she she put me out of her house. She talked about me, you know, and belittled me. She she like she just every day had a new plot and a new attack towards me. Like she was just a whole devil, like, you know, and I had done nothing to this girl. Like I didn't understand that. And by me not doing anything to her, you know, I, I started seeking out ways to, to advantage her. Like I was thinking about so many things, so many evil thoughts was like going through my head on how I can, you know, take matters into my own hand and how I can get back at this girl. Because like I said, again, I didn't understand why I was being attacked. And like I said, the more she would do it, the more I was seeking out ways to get her back. And I mean, I was thinking like, like I said, you can, you can tell that these thoughts were not of God. It was Satan because like I said, you know, I was thinking about maybe putting something in her food or drinks, pouring some hot water on her while she's sleep and stabbing her to death, throwing her over the balcony. Like I was thinking about like some evil ways to get back at her because like I said, I was angry. I didn't understand. But like I said, thank God that, um, I had, like I said, God on my side who will always, you know, remind me, no, Brianna, you know, the old Brianna, you know, before you came into Christ would have done some of those things, but Brie, you're not that same woman, uh, you know, anymore. And so that was the one thing that kind of stuck in the back of my head. 
And another thing that also, you know, I felt like was necessary um, during that time was that I had an accountability partner, you know, and that accountability partner was my cousin. So my cousin, Andrea, um, if you're listening, shout out to you, girl. Cause you saved me from going to jail, but, um, but yeah, you know, she was, I had her in my corner you know, she's also a praying woman, you know, so times where I would think those evil thoughts, you know, and those same exact moments, like I didn't want to pick up a Bible. I didn't want to pray because I was so angry. Like, you know, the devil just tried to, you know, place this stronghold on me to try to get me off course. And so in those moments, although I, I didn't feel like praying and I didn't feel like, you know, you know, um, reading the Bible, you know, I always felt the need to call her and, you know, and, and I would scream in this girl ear. I would call her two or three o'clock in the morning. Like it was just that bad. And she would never like say, Oh my God. Yeah, girl do that. She know better, you know, to be treating you like this. She never said any of those things. Most of the time she would not even say a word. She would just let me scream. She would let me cry. She'll let me say all of these things. And her response would be at the very end of the conversation. Okay. Now, that you have gotten all let out now go and pray read your bible and continue to see god and at that moment i didn't want to hear that honestly i did not you know i wanted her to encourage me to do something that i know i would later regret but by her being the woman you know of god that she is and because she really you know really had my best interest and was looking out for my soul she didn't she didn't she didn't give me that type of feedback or that type of response she clearly like i said was looking out for me and she said brie you know i'm here for you to vent i'm here for you to let all of that out but at the end of the day you can't do that you still have to continue to seek god you still gonna have to treat this girl right you still gonna have to do what you need to do as a believer you know and so Like I said, and I respected her so much for that, because like I said, you have to be conscious about the type of people are in your circle. You don't need those type of people in your circle that's going to encourage your wrongdoings. You need some strong men and women of God, you know, in your circle that's going to encourage you to do the right thing, even when somebody is treating you wrong. So, um. So I really, truly thank God for her. And, you know, although, like I said, you know, she treated me bad, you know, and now, although God brought me out of, you know, that situation that I was in with her, you know, I, even after then, I still had so many opportunities to retaliate, but that was the last thing on my mind. Like I never prayed anything bad on this woman. Like I truly cared about this, this, this girl. And, you know, I can remember just praying and praying that, you know, God would work on my heart to be able to forgive her. And God will also just work on her heart and and really, like I said, bless her in spite of, cause I, I know, um, once I was able to forgive her and once we actually had a sit down conversation, you know, and she apologized to me. And like I said, we were just on a path to moving forward, you know, um, in, in, in our, well, it wasn't a, a friendship. Cause like I said, you know, I don't see myself at uh, ever like befriending this girl again, but I am going to be civil with her. I am going to love her. And like I said, it was also my obligation to, um, to forgive her. And that's what I did. But like I said, we had to sit down. She, um, like I said, um, um, 
you know, apologized to me and, and all of that. And she also shared me and which was so shocking to me that, um, she was demoted at her job. And I was so heartbroken by that because like I said, y'all, I truly cared for this girl and I still do now. And so by her not being on the, the spiritual path that I'm on, you know, I was really concerned and worried about her. And she told me she was demoted from her job. And and she, I mean, this girl went from, I think, like a $70,000 salary, you know, yearly salary to maybe like a $40,000 yearly salary. And for somebody who was that comfortable making so much and to, you know, go down and be demoted to a salary, you know, that's so little, you know, that can really have a, a, a huge effect on somebody, you know, and, 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 and so, like I said, in the media, even like those who are rich, you know, when something drastic like that happens to you, like it puts you in this very dark place where, you know, some people even commit suicide and, you know, because they're so depressed, they don't know how to, you know, pick up, pick up their life and just continue to move forward, you know, and then especially when you're a person that idolizes money and, and things like that, you don't know how to handle, you know, situations like that. And so that was the thing when she told me that, you know, that's why, you know, I was so worried about it because, you know, I didn't want this girl to, to kill herself and, you know, go to hell or, you know, anything like that. You know, I wanted the best for her. Although she treated me the way she treated me, you know, like I said, I forgave her for that. I'm moving on and I still want the best for you. I don't care. We never become friends again. I still want the best for you. So I remember just every single night, just praying for this girl, fasting for this girl, like, you know, doing everything that I do for anybody else who have wronged me or, or, or not. Like, this is the person that I am and and things like that. And so, uh, it got to be so hard for her to the point where God led me to reach out to her. And I haven't spoke to this girl in, I don't know how long, I think some a, a few months. And... God just kept placing this girl on my heart and I didn't want to reach out to her, you know, cause I felt like I didn't really have nothing to say to her and not coming from a, a bitter place or anything. I mean, I didn't really understand why God was wanting me to reach out to her just to check on her because, you know, I just didn't understand it, but it wasn't at the time I placed to understand what he was doing. It was my place to be obedient. And so once I finally took myself out of, you know, the situation, I decided to go ahead and reach out to her. Um, and you know, my message, you know, would have been, Hey girl, uh, I was just checking on you. Hope all is well. Um, take care. So that was the message that I typed up, but God was telling me to include in there. Let me know if you need anything. And I didn't want to include that part in there because in my eyes or in the back of my mind, like I, I felt like she was going to say she needed something. And I was afraid that once again, because I have done so much for her in the past and she never supported me in the, you know, in the same way or re reciprocated, you know, everything I have done for her in the past, you know, I felt like there was an opportunity for her to try to use me being that I'm where I need to be financially and, you know, everything else. So I didn't want to include that part in there, but you know, like I said, God just kept dealing with me on that. I tried to send a message without that part. It, the message would not send. 
at all. And that, and that really just showed me there that God, like I said, was doing that, you know, and I had to be obedient no matter how I felt about the situation, no matter all these things that I had put in my head, I just went ahead and do it, did it. So I included that last part in there and she texted me back and she basically was like, you know, how she is. Cause she's, she's very prideful. And, um, but yeah, she replied back and she was like, Hey Brie, thanks for checking on me. You know, I thought about you for, I've been thinking about you for quite some time now. Um, actually I'm good. Everything is good. So when she replied, you know, uh, when her response, you know, was that I was so happy. I was, it was like a whole sense of relief. Like I was like, Oh yeah, God, you know, I knew she, um, she didn't need anything or I knew she was okay. Like, you know, so I felt like my work was done at that moment. But I think the very next day she texts my phone back and I think I was on the phone with my cousin. She takes me back and she was like, hey, Brie, um, I just got this habit of letting my pride get in the way. But actually, I do need something. I need to borrow uh, some money. I need to borrow some money because, you know, I'm struggling real, real bad, you know, with my job, you know, demoting me. You know, I'm just having a hard time. My bank account is, is overdraft. And she just started, you know, telling me all these things. And my heart dropped. Like I felt felt really bad for her. And you know, and, and, and you can tell how God works, you guys, because you know, when she told me she needed to borrow money, at that moment I was getting ready to take six hundred dollars to my savings account. Cause y'all I'm a huge saver. There's just something I've been like this all my life. So I was getting ready to take six hundred dollars to my savings account. And so when she said she needed to borrow some money, I instantly, I was like, oh God, like, are you serious? Like, you know, like, you, you don't want me to take this to my savings? You want me to give this to her? Like, what is going on? So I started like freaking out. Although, like I said, it was just going to my savings. Like I said, I was good financially. You know, I just, like I said, in the process, just trying to get my savings back up, you know, just in case of a, another emergency or, you know, anything like that. And so, um, so, um, I, I told her, I was like, uh, I think I told her I was going to pray about it or I would let her know. It was something like that. But even if I didn't tell her that, that's how I felt. I just needed to pray and make sure that I was doing the right thing, you know, or whatever. Because I know I have I have a good heart and I know that I'm a giver. So I didn't want to be given to her, you know, out of my own obligation. I wanted God to really be leading me on making that type of decision. Because like I said, that's a lot of money. And so, you know, like I said, that day I fasted, I prayed nonstop. I I went and, and made a trip to Walmart or whatever because I had to pick up um some items and I know I was in search of a new Bible because the Bible that I had like I, I wasted coffee on it or did something to it. I just wanted a new Bible. So um I, I picked up the items that I needed from Walmart and then I seen that they had in the book section of Walmart, I seen, well, actually I, I ended up over there because I was trying to dodge the Comcast representative guy who's trying to sell me this package. And, you know, cause I heard him talking to a lot of other different, you know, people. So, you know, in those cases, you know, I try to avoid people like that, you know, cause I tell them no, and they still just, they're so persistent, you know, they're still, Oh, Hey, but you know, I can still do this. I can still do that. But so what I try to do now, I just try to, you know, go a different route. 
And so in that, you know, with me taking that different route, I ended up in the um, the book section of, of Walmart. And, you know, I was just looking around and I seen this Bible, you know, and what attracted me to this Bible, the color actually of it, because I love like this little ocean blue type of color. So that was the color of the Bible. So that was the first thing that drew me to the Bible. The fact that it was this color and that they actually had a sale on it. And so when I um, saw that Bible um, and I saw the price, you know, I picked it up and I just flipped through some of the pages because I wanted to make sure it was a New Living Translation Bible because that was the um, type of Bible that I wanted. And so in that, um, during that time, like I, I, I landed on a, a scripture and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Psalm 73. It was Psalm something in, in the book of Psalms. I know that much. But um, it talked about um, it talked about finances being a giver or it talked about wealth. It, it was something, one of those type of words. And when I seen that and I landed on that scripture, I just knew then that was my confirmation from God. And so by me um, having that confirmation, I feel I still feel like it wasn't enough, but it was enough for me to pick up that Bible. And like I said, actually purchase it. But I, I was like, God, I still need some more confirmation. I still need something else. Like, you know, you have to show me something else because, like I said, this is huge. You, you know, I never, you know, ever in my life, I don't think, yeah, I, I never let anybody borrow or even giving away that, that, that amount of money. And so I was seeking double, double confirmation. And like I said, I think I got um, some more confirmation. I don't know. Um, I think it was a, a a billboard. I think when I was riding by, it 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 had something on there uh, that was similar to that um, scripture in the Bible. I don't know, but I just I just like okay, God, like I hear what you're saying. I know this is something that you want me to do, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and do it. And so, um, but I was like, again, I wanted some more confirmation. So therefore, I was thinking. A third uh, confirmation. Yeah, because it's like I said, it's something I never done. And I just wanted to make sure like it, it, it wasn't that I didn't want to help this girl. You know, I just I just wanted to make sure this was spirit led. And so uh, I got back home and um, I sat on my couch and I was just praying. I was like, God, I said, if you really want me to help this girl, I said, She's going to have to give me an amount, an amount. And if she gives me the same amount that I'm about to take to this savings, I'm going to automatically know that's you and I'm going to be obedient. So that's what I told God. And this girl um, happens to text me back because at first, initially, the first message that she had sent me, she just said borrow some money. She didn't give me an amount. And so when I told her that I was going to, you know, think about it or whatever and get back with her and, 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 and stuff, she's like I said, as soon as I told God that she sent me a message and she was like, hey, Bree, um, like I said, if you can, I'm going to need six hundred dollars. Y'all, I threw my phone down. I threw that phone on the, on the floor. I was like, God, really? Are you serious? Like, and I wasn't even saying it because I was mad. I was just shocked. I was in awe. I was like, God, like, come on. Like, come on, confirmation. That's how I was. So at that moment, like, you know, 
I was actually happy that I was able, you know, to help her out. I was happy that God actually, you know, heard and answered my prayer. And I was just like I said, I was in a in a, a more, you know, cheerful spirit and as far as giving you know because god only wants cheerful givers he don't want anybody that is 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 not feeling you know that type of spirit of giving you know you don't want to be given based off pressure you know to give he wants us to be cheerful givers so that put me you know in a more cheerful mood you know and as far as giving to her you know and helping her out you know because i understand y'all i've been there um like i said when i initially when i moved to georgia i didn't have a job i had a savings that you know was going down like large amounts by the day but God provided for me. I didn't go without anything. So, you know, for someone for to be able to be in this situation, uh, this position that I'm in now to be able to help someone else. Like, I'm always excited to do that. And so I, I told her to, you know, to come by the house. You know, she never um, been to my apartment. I think she been she came one time. So she told me she would just come over and, you know, she'll sit down and chat with me and tell me more about the situation. And so, you know, I really didn't even care to hear more about the situation because I didn't want her to feel that I was just trying to get into her business and, you know, to maybe, you know, get back at her in a way, you know, share this type of information with someone else to, you know, maybe criticize her and, you know, make fun of her. That was so, you know, although she felt comfortable sharing the information to me, you know, my thing was like, hey, you know, here's the money, you know. God is going to make a way for me. You're going to be okay. Like, you know, here you are. And she was so nervous. You could just tell she was so nervous. And she really thought that, you know, I wasn't going to do it. Or I was going to maybe give her half or even probably less than that. So I could just tell by the look on her face. Like, she was so nervous. And me the whole time, I was smiling because I was like baby like you don't have to worry about anything the same way God was with me he's with you in this moment you may not feel him you know there you may not understand what he's doing you may even think that you know this is just you know vengeance from the way you did me you know but whatever the case may be he loves you in spite of you know, he knows sometimes we may fall a little short. He knows sometimes, you know, we may, you know, turn our backs on him and, you know, do some things that we normally don't do or, or things that we shouldn't do. But even in spite of that, he still loves us and he allowed things to happen for for um, us to place our attention back on him and ask for forgiveness. And she like I said, she basically told me that, you know, she felt so bad, you know, by doing me the way she did me. She wasn't able to sleep. And, you know, it was just bad. She was tossing and turning. And, you know, it was just so bad. And I just felt that that moment God had already vengeance her. And it's no way I could possibly hold anything against this girl, you know, or whatever. Like God had, had already done that. And so. Like I said, I did so, you know, cheerfully. But like I said, again, relating to this this passage, like I said, go back and reach um, 1 Samuel chapter 25. And like I said, please, like, be reminded 
and, and stay encouraged no matter what someone is doing to you or how you being treated. Like I said, continue to see God, continue to pray for that person and don't pray on that person's downfall. Pray that God will open up to their eyes to, to see, you know, the effect that it's having on you by their actions. So just like I said, stay prayed up, stay covered in prayer, continue to see God, continue to, to dive into his word. And, and like I said, just know that vengeance is not yours it's the lord so continue to stay encouraged stay blessed and like i said i hope this episode encouraged you i'm sorry that like i said i made it so long but i just really like i said just wanted to give you some background scripture and and, and a story so you can know that i've actually been through the same thing myself so like i said i will be back again with another episode the topic i don't know yet like i said i have to go to god and, and i have to get confirmation from him on what he wants me to talk about next but like I said, I'm sure it will be something that's going to help myself and, and, and help encourage you as well. So like I said, just be blessed. Um, stay safe and, and stay healthy during this COVID-19 pandemic. And like I said, continue to see God. God. So I love you guys. Um, take care. Be blessed. And I will see you next time.